You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Spring training rolls along for the Boston Red Sox down in Fort Myers. Ian Brown joining us on MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition. And Ian, away from the team in the snow in Boston as we record this during what we'll call the blizzard of 2017. No offense, but that's terrible timing by you. Yeah, you know, I try to time my trip home uh, for a few days to reintroduce myself to my family every year during spring training uh, for just a few days. Usually uh, get a better, a little, a little bit better weather than this. But uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, just uh, reminds you of how lucky we are to be in spring training for most of <laughs> February and March. Yes, I stumbled through the snow to the subway this morning in New York. I'm sure Boston is actually worse from what I've seen on the weather. But we'll think warm thoughts. We'll think about baseball and. It's Tuesday, and we got the news that was by no means a surprise, but it looks like David Price will indeed start the season on the disabled list. Obviously, he's at the point now, Ian, where he's just kind of playing catch, I think, in his return from the elbow injury. So this isn't a surprise, but I guess good that the team is at least in some ways has a plan right now for David Price's eventual return. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any reason to spring so long anymore and to make it seem like he was going to start the season on the active roster. You know, there's just no way. You know, he hasn't pitched in a game yet. And, uh, you know, opening days on April 3rd. And, uh, you know, that they need to build him up so he pitched 90 to 95 pitches. That's how they stretch out all their pitchers. So, you know, hopefully he gets in a game maybe in the next, uh, I would say, maybe in the next 10 days or so. And, uh, you know, he's going to get it, have to get in five, six starts. In Florida, or with an affiliate, you know, maybe one or two with an affiliate in April you know, before he's ready to step into that Red Sox rotation. So the good news is that he's progressing, and I think right right now it's just a matter of uh, building his arm out up and getting him stretched out. And I think uh, he seems to be over the injury. Hopefully, I think everybody's holding their breath a little bit till they see him pitching a game. Yeah, so far since the initial scare and negative thoughts that this guy's done for the year, it's certainly kind of been all positive news since then. We'll hope that that continues. Speaking of the starters, and now there's no longer, at least for a little bit, the competition for that fourth and fifth job is now done because it's the third, fourth, and fifth job, and you have three guys there in camp um, ready to go for that. So that's, I guess, one positive that comes of this is you don't have to make that decision on which of those starters heads to the bullpen or heads to the minors until a little bit later. Drew Pomerantz making his first start of the spring as we record this podcast. Is he on track to be ready to go? Because obviously this is a little bit of a later start for him as well. Yeah, he is on track, but uh, you know everything has to go right, and this really kind of puts the uh, more focus on Drew Pomerantz because he had um, some elbow problems of his own, you know, late last season and kind of affected his performance, uh, affected his off season. So yeah, you are looking a little more, but more at Drew Pomerantz to say, you know, is this guy ready to be one of our five stars? Is he ready to pitch effectively? Will he have the arm strength that he needs? So that's what we're gonna find out find out here in these coming days. Rick Porcello had a minor thumb injury as we continue to just get through the starters here at the beginning of the podcast. Um, but five scoreless in an intra-squad game, obviously that's a little different than Grapefruit League action, but it seems like the thumb issue is no longer an issue. Yeah, Porcello's fine. He's a tough guy anyway, but he kind of shook that right off, and uh, he thought he was, he was good to go. Uh, by the end of that game, I think it just affected him there on the next pitch where uh, you know one of the Mets guys, I can't remember now who it was, uh, took him for a two-run homer there right after he took that line drive from Cespedes off the uh, right off the thumb. But, no, he, he's going to be fine. Just one of those minor uh, scares at the time. Fortunately, nothing broke. Uh, got got uh, all flesh and no bone, so he, he should be good to go. 
Uh, Stephen Wright, another starter, expected to be there at the beginning of the season, and he got out on Monday and, and looked pretty good in his first start. Obviously, a, a small sample size, Ian. 16 strikes, though, in 21 pitches, which for a knuckleballer in March, I guess you have to look at that as a as a good positive because control is always the question with a knuckleballer, and for him to have the feel for it this early has to be a good sign. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think Stephen Hay was really antsy to get back on the mound. It's been a long time coming for him. You know, that, that stupid freak base running injury he had last year, diving back into second base, transfer whatever reason. He took that ridiculously big uh, secondary lead at Dodger Stadium. I'm sure he'd like to have that one back. But, yeah, this guy, uh, it was a great story. People forget he was one of the best stories of the first half last year. He made the all-star team. Aside from Porcello, he was the most consistent best pitcher in the first half of the season and uh, it took him a long time to get to the major league in the first place. So I think he's really excited. And, you know, all systems appear to be going with Steven. So I think that, uh, you know, I think a knuckleballer is easier to build back up anyway than a traditional pitcher. So I think he's going to be good to go. All right, let's talk about some bats. And Rosny Castillo, kind of a lost name in this organization. Obviously, the big contract and there was high hopes for him. It didn't really work out and, and he ended up you know, they put him through waivers. He ends up back in the minor leagues. A home run here in the spring. Um, how has he looked at the plate in the field, and, and where does he kind of just stand in the organization right now? Yeah, he looks pretty good. Um, you know, I, it's about, most of them are pretty good. He had an unfortunate incident at the very first, beginning of spring training when he lost track of the number of outs. Um, I think it was in the college game against Northeastern and didn't run out of ground ball. Oh, that was a bad look right there, but he's recovered from that. Uh, the problem within the organization is the Red Sox are spoken for in the outfield. You know, they have Ben Intendi, they have Jackie Bradley Jr., Mookie Betts, and, oh, by the way, Chris Young uh, off the bench who could start for a lot of teams. So there just really isn't a spot for Ruzney right now. Uh, so you wonder what they do with him. Maybe they try to uh, have him build a productive year in the minor leagues this year and then uh, Young eligible for free agency at the end of this year. So, you know, maybe Ruzney would be ready to help them by next year. There's still a lot of time left on that contract. Tim. They signed that contract in uh, 2014, so I think they still uh, have uh, you know three years left on that after this year even. So it's not it's too early to write this guy off. Uh, maybe he could build some trade value also. But uh, I think at this point he just remains a minor league player. He's probably not going to make the team just because, like I said, there's no spot. And we'll see where he goes from here. But this is a big year for him development-wise, just to stay consistent, stay on the field, and kind of show that he can be better than he was last year. Speaking of guys who probably don't have a spot necessarily when you look at this roster, but are intriguing stories in the spring, Carlos Quentin trying to make a comeback, 34 years old. Here's a guy who was obviously in an all-star player at one point. Have you gotten a chance to talk to him at all this spring? Uh, not too much because he's been over at the minor league yeah. camp, but uh, you know, I know that he really hopes he can come back from this guy's a pretty good player. Uh, not that long ago, but again, it's just it's hard to see the fit in Boston. These are all kind of um, injury depth insurance options. So, you know, I think for Carlos Quentin's sake, you hope that he can show some things to some scouts down here, and maybe at least open himself up an opportunity uh, to go help another team. So he's not kind of stuck in the minor leagues. He was known as kind of one of those guys who was a professional hitter, could could get the job done at the plate. Never a great guy in the field, um, but it is neat to see guys like that giving it a go and. And at this point, you would think kind of playing for the love of the game, right, to get back there and, and just play the game of baseball a little more. Yeah, exactly. These guys want to play this game as long as they can. You know, there's a short, pretty short shelf life on a baseball career, uh, so you might as well uh, maximize that and keep playing until, you know, I think a lot of guys will just keep playing until you know, they basically literally rip the uniform off you. 
You've seen some cuts, obviously, for the Red Sox here uh, in spring training. Henry Owens optioned to minor league spring training. Brandon Workman optioned as well. I wanted to talk about both those guys, but starting with Workman, obviously this was a guy who was a huge part of the World Series run in 2013, kind of out of nowhere, um, really pitched well, and I think he even pitched a scoreless inning in that decisive game six in Boston. Um, And then he had the injury woes. He's back now, and he's looked pretty good this spring. Is he going to be a guy who can contribute at some point this season? Yeah, I think so. They just need him to go out and pitch regularly um, down at AAA, sort of um, build back even some more arm strength coming off that surgery, and then he could be a pretty good option for them. You know, you always see guys in the bullpen throughout the course of the season. You know how it is with the attrition and uh, unexpected downturn in performance from some guys. So you hope Brandon Workman can get get back to that guy. It's been a while, but he can get back. You hope he can get back to that guy he was in 13 because people forget, uh, you know, 14 they had him starting and that just didn't go well at all. Um, he was originally a starter, but they, he tried to start in 2014 and, and just didn't prove to be a starter. And then uh, 2015, the plan was to put him back in that bullpen, and that was when he developed the injury. So you really haven't had a chance to see if he can get back to that guy that he was in the bullpen uh, before the injury and before they converted him back to the rotation. So you see good signs from a guy like Brandon Workman. Henry Owens, it just so far hasn't worked out, and, and this spring – Again, not really working out. What needs to happen with Henry Owens if he's going to make it to the major leagues? And maybe that's not even in Boston. But eventually, yeah. how does what does he need to get together? Because this guy at one point was a pretty highly thought-of prospect. Yeah, he just needs to command the baseball, uh, strike one. Uh, he's just all over the place. Seems to be in his, his own head a little bit. So, you know, I just don't see it happening for him in Boston right now. Um, it's been a while that he's been trying to establish himself. He had a couple chances last year and squandered them, and didn't even didn't even have that great command at Pawtucket last year. And then he's come into the spring training and didn't have good command at all or good results. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he, he's going to get a chance at Pawtucket to still pitch every fifth day and maybe figure some things out. But like I, I think we said before, those lanky, lefty kind of guys, it can take some of them a while to sort of develop from a mechanical standpoint. I think he's going through some of that. So you hope that he can salvage something here. But, uh, you know, I just don't know if it's going to happen at this point. Yeah, and you wonder if, if a change of scenery can always help a, a guy like that, too. Maybe that's the answer eventually at some point in his career. All right, Ian, great stuff. Uh, good luck with the shoveling in Boston. <laughs> hopefully uh, you can get back to the warm weather soon enough, and hopefully they can get the snow off the field at Fenway Park before opening day because I know yeah, the Red I Sox, be a, Red Sox open the season at home. Uh, so we got a couple of weeks to go. Hopefully they can get it done. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition. For Ian Brown, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.